Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise Amen. Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's so good to be with you again on this uh, weekly Bible study, Digging Deep. My name is Pastor Yemi Ogunsoya. I'm one of the pastors here uh, at Faith Chapel. With me tonight is our own dear Pastor Dio, Pastor D, my wife. You are welcome. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Glory be to God. For those who are joining us for the first time, uh, we are in Faith Chapel, and we are bringing you this uh, message, the Bible study from our auditorium in Mississauga, Canada. Glory be to God. We are so happy to have you with us tonight. Glory to God. Thank you for joining us. Let me remind you that this program is a weekly program that we go in depth into the Word of God. We study the Word of God together. The Holy Spirit helps us to explain the Scripture. So join us every week for this program for as long as possible. <laughs> Hallelujah! And if you are a uh, if you are on social media, please join us. Our links are all over the place. So uh, we have on the uh, in the program. Glory be to God. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Tonight, we are going to begin uh, with prayer, of course. So I am going to lead us in prayer, uh, and then we'll go from there. So let us pray. Father, Lord, we thank you tonight. We appreciate you. We glorify your name. Thank you for the privilege to be here again tonight. Thank you, O oh Lord, because tonight is going to be a different one, that you would explain the word of God to us, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, we receive insight into your word. Yes, we receive Lord. revelation. We receive Lord. wisdom from your word, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So once again, grab your Bible, get a comfortable seat, and if you're at work, keep one eye on your work, and uh, let's take an adventure into this amazing word of God. We've been on the book of Colossians for a few months now. Uh, we have been taught a lot by the Spirit of God, but it's not done with us. And uh, by His special grace, we are on chapter 4. We started chapter 4 last Tuesday. Uh, the book of Colossians is, uh, for purpose of study, has been divided into four chapters. We have been able to navigate our way so far to chapter 4. And then we started looking at that last week. So what we are going to do is just touch up on the things we have mentioned or the, the, the lessons we have uh, been taught by the Spirit of God. Uh, and then we uh, go on. But before we do that, um, um, I think we need to give you a little background. Maybe this is the first time you are catching up with us on this program. What is the background of the book of Colossians? This is a book that was written by the man called Paul the Apostle, who became one of the greatest apostles of Jesus Christ. Uh, it was written around A.D. Uh, 60 to 62, at a time when he was in the Roman jail. He wasn't a criminal. He didn't commit any crime. But for preaching the gospel, he found himself, his freedom was restricted. He found himself behind bars. And... Uh, he wrote four epistles. What we call an epistle 
It's just uh, a letter, encouragement letter, doctrinal letter from Paul to the churches that were under his oversight. Uh, he wrote Ephesians, he wrote Philippians, he wrote Philemon, and of course the book of Colossians that we are looking at. Uh, we spoke at the beginning of this broadcast months ago about the purpose of the book, why he wrote the letter to the believers at Colossae. Uh, we said it was because of the challenges, the unique challenges that the believers then were facing, which is uh, not really different from what we are facing too. Mm. Uh, the scenes may be different, the scenery may be different, but the, you know, Satan still remains the, the one that is still trying to pull down the church of Christ. Mm. So he wrote to them uh, about the supremacy and the centrality of Christ, and he wrote to them to encourage them and to ground them that Christ is God himself and that Christ is all sufficient for our spiritual life, that we don't need a, mid, a, a league of angels to worship. We don't need to worship starry beings like the sun, the moon. Christ is all we need to connect with the Father. And then he talked about the uh, human philosophy because philosophers were coming up They've always been there, you know. Uh, so he challenged their doctrine. He grounded us in the wisdom of God. And then he spoke about the idea that human body is essentially uh, 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 devilish. It's, 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 it's demon-possessed. The flesh. Uh -huh. So the, 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 the flesh is not demon-possessed. The flesh is just been trained to behave and act in a particular way. So now because people were mutilating themselves, they were treating their bodies actually with the understanding or the belief that they are dealing with the devil. No, your body is not the devil. Your body is your body. And you need to, uh, the Bible said, to crucify the body and then to renew the mind. So those are the things a Christian is supposed to do. So today uh, we are going to just uh, jump right into this chapter 4 again we were able to consider the first two verses, uh, verses 1 to 2. But before we talk about them, uh, Pastor D is going to help us. We are going to read the whole book again, and then we just follow the Holy Spirit, precept upon precept, line upon line. Thank you. Hallelujah. So join me. I'm going to be reading from uh, the Passion Translation. Verse 1, employers... Treat your workers with equality and justice, as you know that you also have a Lord and master in heaven who is watching you. Be faithful to pray as intercessors who are fully alert and giving thanks to God. And please pray for me that God will open a door of opportunity for us to preach the revelation of the mystery of Christ, for whose sake I am imprisoned. Pray that I would unfold and reveal fully this mystery, for that is my delightful assignment. Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the unbelievers and make it your duty to make him known. Let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity, for then you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. Mm -hmm. Tychicus will tell you about what is happening with me. I have sent him to you 
so that he could find out how you are doing in your journey of faith and bring comfort and encouragement to your hearts. For he is a beloved brother in Christ, a faithful servant of the gospel, and my ministry partner in our master Yahweh's work. I've also sent Onesimus, who is from your city, and is also a beloved and faithful brother who will inform you of all that we're enduring. Aristarchus, a fellow prisoner here with me, sends you his love. And Joshua, who is also called Justus, along with Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, also sends you their loving greetings. You have already been informed that if Mark comes to you, receive him warmly. These three men are the ones, are the only ones of the circumcision who have aided me here in the work of the kingdom of God. And they have been a great blessing to me. Epaphras, who is also from Colossae, sends his loving greetings. I can tell you that he is a true servant of Christ, who always labors and intercedes for you. His prayers are filled with requests to God that you would grow and mature, standing complete and perfect in the beauty of God's plan <coughs> for your lives. Epaphras has such great zeal and passion for you and for those who are from Laodicea and from Hierapolis. And Luke, the beloved physician, sends his warm greetings to you and Demas also. Give my greetings to all the believers in Laodicea and pray for their nymphas and the church that gathers in her home. Once you've read this letter publicly to the church, please send it to, onto the church of Laodiceans and make sure you read the letter that I wrote to them. Be sure you give Archippus this message. Be faithful to complete the ministry you received from our Lord Jesus. Now, finally, I, Paul, write this with my own handwriting, and I send my loving greetings to you. Remember me in my imprisonment. May the blessings of God's grace overwhelm you. Amen. Love in Christ, Paul. Paul, the apostle. Amen. What an amazing, precise, and I, I, I just, every time I read is epistles in all this modern translation. I just, I just keep loving that man. I just keep. He was, was a great man. Amen. And thank God that Satan messed with him. Mm. I know I said that last week in our review. Uh, because if Satan has not messed and be locking him up, in jail here and there, probably we will not have the book of Ephesians, we will not have Philippians, we will not have uh, uh, Philemon. Because they lock him up, we have to talk of the, New Test of, the, of, the, of the New Testament. Now, and like we said last week too, he, he proved to us Christians that we must never allow negative situation to stop us from carrying out our, our assignment. We're going to talk about assignment today. Mm. Our purpose in life. Uh, we said those who observe the cloud will never so. If Paul has been somebody that's after comfort, 
we will have missed out on two thirds of the New Testament because he wouldn't have left Jerusalem. But he left in spite of things that were not there. Three missionary journeys. And we are the beneficiaries. Oh, God bless this man. When I get to heaven, I want to shake his hand. Amen. You, you know what? As you were talking and you were talk, saying um, about if the devil had known, he would not have tried to uh, put him in jail. And I'm thinking about, you know, us as Christians. Sometimes when we are going through things, we, we may look at it from the perspective of, you know, this is really a problem. Mm. We're going through this situation. Mm. But sometimes God is working in us mm. so that he can walk through us. Mm. So that we can, we, we can be like Paul, that when, even when he was in a, bad, a seemingly bad situation, mm. he was able to even minister yeah. to other people. So that situation that you might be going through, Maybe you want to flip your perspective from the area of, okay, why am I going through this situation? Why am I in this, you know, in this, what is going on with me? How about I look at it, what can I do to turn it around and make it a gospel? You know, if we are looking at Paul, he turned it around. He did not flinch. He turned it around. He took control of the situation. And wrote, like you said, wrote to third of the, of the whole New Testament. Yeah. Wrote to churches. And we're here today learning from these yes, things. Yes, What a great man. What a great example he has set for us. Mm. They chained him. I was reading about um, some uh, church history about the things he went, to, he went through physically. Mm. I don't pray to go through half of them. Mm. That they chain you 24-7 to a quadrant of soldiers. Every, he can't go by himself, even to the washroom. They are there with him. There was even a time they said they tied a dead body on his back. And the dead body was getting rotten. Mm. Satan did everything possible to stop him. To stop him. Mm. But the man was unstoppable. Mm. He, 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 he said, I just have to. Make Christ known. And we saw some things in this chapter. So but let, 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 let's look at it again. Last week, we looked at verse 1. Talk to Ross about mm -hmm. verse 1. We were talking about, you know, treating people that are beneath us, you mm -hmm. know, uh, workers, people that work for us, people that are under us, that we are leading, you know, people we are mentoring, mm -hmm. you know, servants in homes, subs, uh, people that are subservient to us at work, that we must treat them with equality. Yeah. We must treat them as equals to us yes. because they are not subservient to us. Uh -huh. God created all of us uh -huh. equally. Yes. And remember, I remember we spoke from Galatians chapter 3, mm -hmm. and we spoke about in Christ, there is no longer slave, mm -hmm. you know, no longer man or woman, no longer Jew or Gentile. We are all the same in Christ. So we must be, we must look at each other as, or, or one another as, as equal. Mm -hmm. if, you, if, we, if we have servants, we must make sure that we're not treating them like, you know, for those of us who live as, uh, in other countries here in this country, we don't usually have uh, uh, maids and stuff like that. But there are countries in the world that they have maids. And some people treat those maids as if they are not humans. You know, if we have people that are working under us, we must treat them good. 
And we used several examples last week, you know, talking about people in this Bible that actually treated their slaves right. And that was the reason that those slaves were able to help them. Because you don't know where you will meet them in the future. It may not even be you. It may be your children that will need help in the future. The way you treat people will be, it will determine how you will be treated in the future. I love, I always tell people that the moment I found that scripture, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, seed, time, and harvest, I am very careful of the kind of seed that I plant. Regardless of what it is in people, what I say to people, how I act to people, because everything I do, everything I say is a seed and it will come back to me. And seeds, one thing about seed and harvest is, harvest is almost always much more than the seed that you put down. So if you put a seed down, you know, when it comes to the time of the harvest, you harvest it in a bigger way. You harvest it mightier than it was, and you eat it for more, for longer than the seed. Amen. And then, you, even in the Old Testament, looking at these two great men also in the Old Testament, we saw the example of Naaman. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Twice, the Bible recalled that his servants helped him. They, it was the maid to the wife mm-hmm. that gave them the, the information, information. Yes. that there is a prophet in Israel that can help him. Mm-hmm. Even when the prophet told him to go and shower in River Jordan, mm-hmm. that he said no. Mm-hmm. The Bible said one of his servants. Mm-hmm. Another one. Yeah, another mm-hmm. one went to him and said, oh God, what if they ask you to bring five million? Won't mm-hmm. you do it? Yes, sir. If he asks you to do something difficult, won't you do it? He asks you to do this simple thing. Why don't you just do it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least we are the only one that will see you jumping in the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he was able, they cancel, they cancel. I'm talking of the kind of cancel he got. Make that, those two cancel uh, make him not to die with leprosy. And, and you can tell that he, is a, he was a good Listen. Yeah, yeah. He, he listened. Yeah. He didn't say, "Ah, oh, who are you? Who, who are you talking? Who, who are you talking to?" Uh-huh. You know. He listened to the first slave, yeah. then listened to this to this yeah. other servants yeah. as well. Yeah. And then what about David? In Ziglag, you mentioned that last week, that the Amalekites came. They took everybody away, kidnapped their wives, their children, their livelihood, and uh, the Bible recorded that David and the six hundred men that were with him. They worked from morning till evening. Mm-hmm, until they were tired. It was as if there was no hope. But at God's prompting, David, they pursued. But God did not tell him mm-hmm. the, the means he would use for him to recover. And they saw this Egyptian slave about to die. Because his own master has abandoned him because he felt sick. But something in David, it, 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 it's, it's not just a one-time thing. No, it's, 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 a, it's an a habit. habit. Yes. That David always leaves people better than he met them. He way, his way of life. Yeah, it, it was his way of life. And he saw this guy, even though the guy was an Egyptian, there was no reason, he was not an Amalekite, so there was no indication that that guy is the answer to his recovery. But he took the guy in, gave him food, before the guy began to reveal secret that, yeah, I know about the raiding party. And the guy was able to lead them to where they would, the enemies were celebrating and they were able to recover on their family and their property. Those two examples are strong examples that because we have oversight of people, 
that doesn't mean they are second class citizens. They are not. It's just that God has given you or me higher responsibility. Mm -hmm. And it's a call to more, uh, uh, to, uh, more responsibility. Mm -hmm. That you are the, uh, the president of a company. You have, and you have five people working with you. You are responsible for the well-being and welfare of those five people. Just as if it's about you. We must always keep that at the back of our mind. I like what you said. You said David always left people yeah, better. better. And, and that resonated mm. with me because that's who Paul was as yeah, well. Yeah. Look at the way he was referring to my co-worker. How, how come they can live their livelihood and, join him. and come and sit with him in jail? And I think it's something that we should resolve yeah. to do that in this year, make it a goal mm. that I will leave people Better. better than I meet them. Because many of us, what we want is to take just from use people. people. We just yes, use just them use people and like toss paper towel. But once we begin to think that way, mm. apart from the fact that we feel better with ourselves, yeah. we are sowing it forward. Yeah. Yeah. Because people would also, the law of attraction says it, people would, do, would, would be attracted to what we do. So you attract good people, better people, yeah. when you do bet good yeah. things for people. And we must never forget uh, Mephibosheth. Yes, sir. Is what his, his, uh, his father did, because you mentioned we never know, maybe it's our children. What his father, Jonathan, did was what uh, saved his life and restored him to prosperity. Because David said, is there nobody left in the household? Do you know that David, even David himself, used a different perspective? Because if David had looked at Saul... Oh, yeah, he would have killed everybody. He would have family. killed everybody. But yeah. he decided that I'm only going to focus on my what? attention on, on the Jonathan. good what, part. Yeah, what on Jonathan, what, how yes. good Jonathan was to Yes, yes. And, and many times we have to do that. I was having a conversation with someone and I, I, I brought their perspective to that. I said, you know, David could have chosen to go with what Saul did. Yeah. But he chose mm. to keep his attention on Jonathan, yeah. on what Jonathan did. Because he said, he didn't say in the household, he said, because of Jonathan, Jonathan, is there anyone remaining in the household of Saul so I can show kindness to them? And many times we just have to take our eyes off of who is doing us evil and put our eyes on the good people. Mm. What is the good that I can take and what can I do for this person mm. because of what somebody else's mm. perspective? Amen. Amen. So, all and more so in Christ. In Christ. According to Galatians chapter 3, we read it last week, verse 28. Mm -hmm. To be in Christ simply means Jesus has leveled the playing field. Yes, sir. There is no male, there is no male, female, there is no uh, 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 master, there is no slave. He said we are all one. Let's look at that scripture again. Uh, Galatians 3, 28. Because this, this is very important. Uh, you know, there are denominations today that women can't come on the pulpit. There are denominations today that women can't become pastors. But here is Paul using women. Because he even mentioned this lady. He said the church that meets in her house. Nympha. Yeah. Nympha. I was a woman. Yes. 
There is a Priscilla, there is a, all those other women that he used, that, that were his co-ministers. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it, Galatians 3.28 uh, told us there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. We must see that in Christ there is equality. There may be different assignments from the Lord. And each should take the assignment with seriousness. Uh, but in times of God loves me, the same way he loved you, the same way he loved Jesus, that message must sink in. Because I am the lead pastor doesn't mean God loves me more than uh, the 10-year-old young man in the church. He loved us, he said. Jesus, the love of God is to all. And that's why you can't improve on the love of God. You can't improve on righteousness. Is given to all. Amen. That, that affected, uh, touched me a few years ago that I always look to help people out. Even when, you know, even when you have cause to say, oh, you brought it on yourself, you should have known better. Yeah, you may do that, you may call them out, but you still go out of your way to help. To help. Yes, sir. Because you see them as somebody precious to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And the, and the last thing in this verse, it says that you, you know mm. that you also have a Lord yeah. and a master in yeah. heaven That's who is important. watching you. Yeah. So one of the reasons, apart from the fact that we are equal, mm. we are, there's no slave, you will have somebody who yeah. is our Lord yeah. and our master that is watching us. Yeah. It's watching. And why? Now, the, 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 this translation that we are using, we spoke about this. What's the difference? Why use two words? Lord. A master. And if we don't look at it very well, we may say, oh, he's saying the same thing. But using those two words to refer to Jesus indicates two different things. Mm -hmm. And we must pay attention to that. Uh, to be Lord, we spoke about that. That means that talks of ownership. He owns us. He bought us with his blood. Mm. With his blood. Mm. He owns us. He made us and he bought us. Amen. So he's our Lord. And that simply means he is the one to call the shots in our life. Mm -hmm. The Lord of the slave, we are Jesus' slave. He bought us, he owned us. Uh, we are to live according to his dictates. Not just to live your own life. He is Lord. If Jesus is really your Lord, then you should ask him before you make decisions. Then for him to be master, like we said, the word, the, the, the word master connotes the idea of accountable, accountability. Mm -hmm. Somebody that you are accountable to. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, the book of Romans said, we will all give account to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there is a day of accountability for each one of us. The position you have been given, the wealth that God has allowed to come into your hand, you are going to account for everything you have done. You're the people that he has brought around you, the way you have treated them, you will give an account. And this makes us to kind of like look at uh, our roles differently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we know that we have somebody that is over us, that is above mm -hmm. us, then we will treat, and that person is watching us, we report to him. Yeah. You know, it's like working in an organization. Yeah. I am a supervisor. Oh. I have an assistant, but I still have a manager. Yeah. My manager is watching me. Yeah. So I look at that. I'm like, okay, I'm being watched by my manager. Then I'm careful the way I treat others. Mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah. apart from the fact that we, others will treat us the way we treat yeah. them, but we have somebody Someone that is watching us. And when we go for our performance review, oh. we would have to explain <laughs> okay. some things to him. Yeah. You know, Jesus spoke a parable along that line. So we're speaking just mm. the Holy Spirit popping up in my mind. He spoke about the servant that has oversight of other servants mm -hmm. that was maltreating them. Yes, yes. And he said his master threw him into him out of the kingdom yes 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 yeah because it was maltreating other servants mm -hmm. uh, so it's very now don't now this this will help us not to abuse our position you may have position today but that position is actually a call is to a higher responsibility because there is a master watching you and you are going to give account of your still watching yes sir that's very important that will help all of us. So, and we spoke about a case study that Paul himself mentioned, Onesimus mm -hmm. and Philemon. Yes, yes. Uh, Philemon was the slave owner. Onesimus was the slave. And uh, it happened that, I don't know, he bailed out, he ran away. Uh, maybe Philemon treated him. Philemon was one of the church leaders in Colossae mm -hmm. at a particular time. Mm -hmm. Was a highly respected man, was wealthy. And he owned a number of slaves, but Onesimus was one of them. He ran away. On the, after running away, he came in contact with Paul. Became God, a believer. Became a believer. Became uh, a partner with Paul. Paul became a son to Paul. He was a son to Paul. Spiritual son. Mm. And when Paul got to know his story, Paul sent him back. And that's what brought about the book of Philemon. Mm -hmm. He wrote a letter for, in, and tell him to take it to Philemon. And what was the letter about? That Philemon should forgive, that everything uh, Onesimus has done wrong, Philemon should put it in Paul's account. Mm -hmm. That look at it as if I am the one that did those things. Uh, so Paul himself must have good credit, credit with uh, <laughs> Philemon. And he said, receive him back, not as a slave, but as a fellow brother. As a brother. Amen. So, uh, uh, so it's a win-win situation. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, that's a way to reconcile people when they are at loggerheads. Paul didn't pick side. He only did what the gospel said is right. Treat Onesimus. Onesimus, go back to your master and apologize and forgive him, put it in my account, and restore him as a fellow brother. Yes, sir. That's very important than picking side. Uh, God will help us in Amen. Jesus' name. Let's Amen. jump to verse 2. All right. It says, be faithful to pray as intercessors mm -hmm. who are fully alert mm -hmm. and giving thanks to God. Mm -hmm. And we know we spoke yes, uh, last week mm -hmm. about you know, praying and all that. But yeah. there is one thing that we would want to you know, quickly mm -hmm. uh, shed a little bit more yeah. light on is the prayers of intercessors. Yeah. Pray as intercessors. Mm -hmm. And when we were talking about it, we said that intercessors intercede for other people. Yeah. So when we as Christians... You don't intercede for yourself. You don't intercede for yourself. <laughs> you may supplicate for yourself. <laughs> you, you, may, you may bring in petition, petition yeah. for yourself. But intercession is about others. And Paul is saying here that we pray as intercessors. Mm. I remember that, 
you know, Paul never gives you a prescription that he doesn't take yeah. by himself. Yeah. I remember his prayers. Last night we were yeah. praying from the book of Ephesians. Yeah. We we're praying, you know, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, uh, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17. Even in this book of Colossians, when he started yeah. to pray, you know, he Colossians was praying one, nine, for others, yeah. not for himself. Yeah. If when he was in jail, you would think that it would be like Oluwa release me. Every throughout the time that he was Lord, there. break this chain now. In the name of Jesus, I mean, calling for people to intercede. But he said, intercede for others, intercede, pray for others, and I think it's a challenge to us yeah. as Christians that we must spend time thinking about others and praying for them. Because if we don't think about them. And their situations, we may not know what to pray. But when we look at people's situations, even sometimes people we don't know, God would put in our hearts to pray, you know, and intercede for them. So I think it's a big deal. It's, yeah. a, it's a good it's, thing. It's actually a big deal. This is the call of Christianity. Christianity is not about yourself. Just like the example Jesus said, it wasn't about him. It was about us. He left heaven to save mankind. Not to come and project himself as a Lord. He went through everything he went through. The Bible said he emptied himself because of me, because of you, and because of the millions of others mm -hmm. and billions uh, that God is intending to bring into the kingdom. Now, there will never be a time in my life, I've come to realize this, that I will not, that I will look and there will be no need. Nothing, no need that I have. No, no. But if I let my, the devil focus me on what I'm going through always, it will be difficult for God, the Holy Spirit, to use me to pray for others. I have to know. Now, that's, and that's why I love what this same man, Paul, wrote in Corinthians. He said, what I'm going through is common. Yes. He said, it's common. So, whatever I'm going through is common. There Every, are people everybody somewhere. got it. Everybody is going through <laughs> something. And at times, when you tell people, you know what you are going through... It's a common thing. You, they think you are minimizing and trivializing their problem. They want all your prayer for the next three months. Like Kitmon said, there was a lady that came to him when he was still running the healing school for prayer again. Said this elderly lady came and said, okay, uh, young preacher, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me, this is what, this is what you're going to do. You're going to fast uh, for three weeks. For her own problem, yeah. we'll fast and pray. And he said, no, I'm not going to do it. He's tell, <laughs> she's, she was telling him how to do what she, he needed to do for her. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. uh, but we must look at, we must allow the Holy Spirit to open our eyes of understanding to how we can intercede for others. There's prayer, there's power in the prayer of intercession. That's why James said, pray for each other that you may be healed. Mm -hmm. And when you are praying, remember Job, the experience of even under the God told him, go pray for your friends. And when he prayed for those three miserable friends, mm -hmm. <coughs> the Bible said God restored the fortune of Job. I know he will be so excited if God had told him, if you have a pray for them, then I will restore your fortune. Mm -hmm. But God did mm -hmm. not say that. Go he said go them. pray for them. When he prayed for them, God, now this is what I found. When I am interceding for others, God takes care of my problem. He yes, gets sir. others to intercede for me. Yes, sir. And that yes, is sir. the networking that the Holy Spirit wants to set up. While you are busy being used by God to pray for others, he's using others to pray for you. Mm 
One thing that the Holy Spirit does as well that I have experienced personally is when I open my heart, that Holy Spirit used me to pray for others. Mm -hmm. He would begin to open my eyes. See, I have opened my heart mm -hmm. for him to use me. Then he will begin to open my eyes to see what is going on in people's mm -hmm. lives. Then I will continue to pray. My understanding, I begin to think about, oh, wow, this lady, oh, my goodness, she had an accident. Oh, this person was sick. Yeah. The, the more I go into mm -hmm. it, the more God gives me yeah opportunities. Mm. He opens my mind, opens my heart, and then I'm able to pray more for them. And like you said, I don't even remember my problems anymore. Yeah. Because by the time I look at the problem, it's all gone. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I never prayed about it. And that is the joy of yeah. intercession. And, and more so, now, the Holy Spirit is the chief executive of the Godhead in this time. CEO, chief this, operating officer. Yeah. And he knows what all of us are going through. There are people on the sick bed today that can't pray. There are little babies that their lives are being threatened by Satan mm -hmm. that they don't know how to pray. There are millions of people that don't even know how to pray. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit wants to touch them. He wants to change the situation. But because of the way God has set things up, a man or a woman must be used to pray. God cannot just come in and change things. Mm. He needs a human partner. Somebody said, I sought for a man. He's always seeking for one of us. So he brings somebody's picture or he brings a particular situation into your mind or into your heart. Don't turn on the side of the bed and snore off again. Get up. And that's the beauty of being able to pray the Holy Ghost. This, this is what I, I started to do a while back. I used to have these index cards, mm. and I would put, every, you know, I would think about people, and then I would put their names down. Some of them that I know what they are going through, I will write it there, look for a scripture. I'm trying to give us, you know, practical okay. ideas. You know, look for a scripture and add it to them. Now, you know, I, I, I did that. Now what I do is I have this um, planner. So at the end of every month, like last night was the end of January. So for February, before I went to bed last night, I put down who are the people that I need to pray for in February. Mm. And the more I pray for them, when I see their testimony, when I see that, oh, wow, some of them, I don't even know what's going on with them. I just write it. I ask the Holy Spirit. And you Spirit, are not praying for them so that they can come back and... Many um, of them don't even know. Many of them don't even know that I'm praying for them. So I will just write it down as the Holy Spirit helps me because I will ask the Holy Spirit, who do I pray for? Like you said, I write it down. I write it. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will just bring a random person into my mind and I will write it down. If we can, you know, because if we don't uh, intentionally do things, it, it may not work. Be intentional. You could get a piece of paper. You could write it on your phone. You know, write down somebody else's name. Even Jesus needed intercessors. Amen. Remember prophetess Anna yes, and Simon. And Simon. And the Bible said they, they prayed in the temple for the coming of the Messiah. Mm -hmm. They were they prayed day and night. Mm -hmm. They were interceded. If Jesus needed intercessors, Pastor Yemi cannot do without intercessors. And that's verse three. <laughs> because yeah. Paul said, please pray for me uh -huh. that God would open a door yeah. of opportunity for us to preach the revelation of yeah. the mystery of Christ yeah. for whose sake mm. 
I am in prison. One of the things that I love about Paul is he was so selfless. He was like into God. He said, you know, when he said, please pray for me, if you stop there, you will think that he will say, well, so that I may be released from this jail, so that, you know, my needs will be met. But he said, God will open a door. He didn't say, he didn't ask that God should open prison door for him to get out. But God. Now remember, it was preaching this same Christ that put him in prison. And he said, God should open door that he can preach Christ more. So he was not planning to get out of jail. <laughs> he was not, no, it's not God deliver me from this. No, he was saying, give me more opportunities hmm. to talk more about this. Jail. In other words, I'm going to make Satan eat it. Hmm. I'm going to rub it on his face. Just pray for me that God will connect me with people here and there that whether I'm in chain or out of chain, I'm going to, you know, he said for me to live is Christ. And for me to die is gain. Mm. So he narrowed down life. His life was, if as long as I'm breathing, is about Christ. Mm. What about you tonight? What is your life about? Mm. We must examine, you know, we spoke about, we must examine what my life is about. Is my life to be the richest person in my village? Is that all what life is? Or how many people God can use me to touch? How many people I can intercede for that they discover their destiny and fulfill their destiny? We need to ponder on that. You know, in some places in the Bible, it says Selah. That means pause and think. So that we are not running after things for the next 120 years and thinking that's what really matters. When the robber meets the road, it is God is not in real estate business. It's not selling cars or shipping cars. God is about saving People that he cares so much for. Hmm. Hmm. And anybody that will partner with him in that journey will be, a, will be a prince in the perspective of God. That must be our goal. Lord, use me. Like Paul prayed here. This is a prayer all of us should be praying. From tonight, I'm going to be praying it for myself. Hmm. That God opened doors of opportunity for me to preach the revelation of the mystery of Christ. You know, many, you know, many people will be out there saying that, you know what, I can't preach. Oh, yeah. I don't know, I can't, I don't know what to say. You know, how do I preach the mm. revelation that I don't mm. know? Mm. But the open door, what, I want, what I'm thinking about is the opportunity may not only be to preach and mm. begin to speak, but how about helping somebody else? Yep. How about being the hand? How about the intercession that you talk yep. about? You know, Just sit down in your if house God, and pray yes, for somebody. God opens a door for you in your business. Mm. God opened doors for me. How about I use that business to influence other people? You know, there, there is this lady that I see that I know on Instagram. She has a business. She sells clothes. Mm. And that's what she does. She sells like fabrics. Mm. But the platform that she has on social media, she uses it to help people. Young ladies, she will gather them together. They will pray. Pray, 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 pray. Study Bible. She, you know, sometimes she doesn't even know the Bible, but she will get a book. And they will read the book as much as they can. But her life is not even... I, one day I went to her page. She's not even advertising her clothes, but she's advertising Jesus. 
She's talking about Jesus to them. She's organizing them to come together. Sometimes they will joke. Sometimes they will dance. But making, because the, the, so much is going on, especially at this time. On the news the other day, I was hearing that teenage, uh, teenage uh, suicide has gone up about 25 or yeah. something percent. Yeah. People are just committing suicide. They are killing themselves. There's depression out there. And doors of opportunities are being opened for us. On your, on your social media, mm. on your, you know... What, what are the things you put Those are social. doors. You don't need to preach. You don't need to preach a sermon. Be an, but be what, what are the things that you are posting there? Are you going there and opening your chest and people are looking at you half naked? Or you are posting something and saying, today is going to be a good day. Say with me, I am comforted by the Holy Spirit. That little thing, somebody can see it and change their life forever. Amen. Amen. Now, um, may the Lord open our understanding. There are ways beyond our knowledge that the Holy Spirit can use you and can use me. Now, when we get to heaven, I, want, I, I believe you will make it to heaven. I will make it. When we get to heaven, and we see people coming to hug us and say, it was because of your, on your Instagram page, mm -hmm. on your Facebook page, that I saw that turned my life. Mm. That's when we begin to understand the gravity of what God, by the Holy Spirit, is using us to do. Amen. We must, now, uh, in, in, in one of my classes, we're talking about the internet. And uh, the, the, the question floated, okay, floated was, uh, internet is dangerous. So what should be our, a Christian perspective to it? How can we redeem it, mm. the social media? And the lecturer was saying, okay, give me to write. I want to hear from you guys. And I began to look at that point. I look at the negativity, how Christian tears down, they tear down other Christians. Yes. How do we wash our dirty linens on the social media? How is so abusive and derogatory remarks? And I, you know, in my own little way, I was able to put that. Look, uh, uh, there was a, 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 a phrase there that many of us are shooting Jesus in the foot. See, when you attack another Christian, attack you are attacking Jesus. The body of Christ. You are attacking the body. And how can you say you are a Christian and you are shooting the Lord in the foot? Because the, that sister, that brother, is a Christian too. Yeah, true, they made mistake. They did something wrong. So we must begin to look beyond, uh, like you said of, about David, look at the positivity of things, not focusing on, and the Bible says, restore such one in the spirit of love. Mm -hmm. Not to criticize, ah, that's it. Because if you hurt a Christian, you are hurting the whole body of Christ. And we must be more conscious of that. Uh, that touched me. And I began to look at things people should, what should be our focus on social media? How can we be an encourager? How can we lift, out, lift each other up? Because the stronger we are, the better for the world. If the body of Christ fails, the world will suffer such a consequence that we can't imagine. Yes. Because we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the world. But if the salt goes bad, how can, how, how, nothing else will be useful. 
Especially, we, the devil is already doing enough damage yeah. to the body of Christ, and we don't need to join him mm. to, to help Shouldn't him. Use, yes. yes, to help him mm. to destroy the I'm not going to put body. him on my social, uh, social media page. Mm. He's not going to use my medium. <laughs> he can go look for somebody else. And I'm not going to shoot Christ in the foot. Make it a decision. I'm not going to be. It doesn't matter what somebody said. Now, the, 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 the funny aspect is, ah, the way they attack Christian leaders, that's, it's, it's barbaric. It's barbaric. And here is Paul that uh, people, people are even staying with it. Well, you want to tell me Paul was a perfect man? No. No, we must have respect and honor for Christian leaders. God put them there. They are human. They may take wrong steps, but they need our prayer more. You know, we spoke about Moses. Mm -hmm. Moses was a great man. Mm -hmm. He suffered for 40 years. Mm -hmm. For 40 years, he was raised in the palace. But because of his affection for the Jews, he did something and he suffered for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And when he came back, when God restored him and he made a wrong attitude and comment, there was no record that the congregation of Israel interceded for him mm -hmm. before God. And he was always interceding for them. He was always. Twice, at least, the Bible is clear mm -hmm. that for 40 days, 40 nights, he would stay before God, pleading for the people. Mm -hmm. But when God's judgment came on him, nobody, not even Aaron, mm. nobody interceded. I mean, for Aaron him. had his own issues too. Yeah, but <laughs> this is your leader. Mm. I want to believe if the whole congregation, I just. I can't back it with scripture. Uh, if the whole congregation have stood before God and asked for mercy over that we brought it, we pushed him there, mm -hmm. Lord, have mercy. Mm -hmm. If not, destroy all of us together. Mm -hmm. You know, that was what, that was how Moses got the attention of God. He said, if you are going to kill them, you kill have to me. kill me too. Mm -hmm. Because God said, you stay aside. I will kill all of them. But, and he said, no. Well, you know that the children of Israel were children. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but in the church today, we still have children. We have children. <laughs> but we need, we need to grow up. Don't tear down that your head of department. Don't tear down that your assistant pastor. Pray for them that God will open their understanding and restore them even if they have done something wrong. Amen. 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 Where are we now? Our time is over. Oh so he said, he said here, he said that God would open a door of opportunity for us to mm. preach the revelation mm. of the mystery of Christ, for whose sake I am in prison. Then he said, pray mm. that I would unfold and reveal fully this mystery, for that is my delightful assignment. assignment. Yeah. What is your, talk to us about assignment. You know, when we were... It's an assignment, but it's a delightful one. Yes, yes, mm. yes. So his life purpose was to reveal the mystery of God. And he was so delighted in that assignment. Mm. And, and the question that we brought out there was, <laughs> what is, do you even know your purpose? Yeah. Are you aware of what God has called you to do? And once you found out your purpose, is this something that is delightful to you? Do you delight? Are you happy to do the will of God? Hmm. Or is it like, okay, let me just manage and do so it. So that God won't kill me. You know, once, and that is one thing about purpose, hmm. you know, I'm for purpose and destiny. One thing about purpose is 
once you are in your God-given purpose, you are in your God-given assignment, mm. there will be joy for you. Passion. There will be passion. There will be provision there. I, I remember one of uh, my mentors told me that your purpose will bring you prosperity. Your purpose will bring prosperity to you. We were still talking about it today. We were saying, you were saying that if we knew before we left oh, Chicago, yeah. what, what God oh. is, is doing for us yeah. now. Now, let me quickly say that. <laughs> now, I, it just popped up. We were coming and um, God gave Pastor D something today. And we were just coming. And I said, and I, the Holy Spirit just popped the question. Are you okay? I said, how? Oh, oh, this is delightful. And it took me back that if you are, I have told you this is what I'm going to do with you, you will have come along quickly. <laughs> Why? Because you know some things will happen. Yes, yes. But yes. God did it, will not show you that. But one thing is clear. If you delight in God's assignment, mm -hmm. you make it your delightful assignment, God will also delight you with the things you love. Yes, sir. With the things, he, will, he, will, he wants the silver and the gold. Mm -hmm. One way or the other, he will find a way to make you, to give you the desires of your heart. Yes. But yes. so your life should not be about things. Mm -hmm. Your life should be about your, 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 your motive, assignment. should be about your assignment. Yes, sir. If you pursue, whether God asks you to be carrying your pastor's Bible or to be, if that is your assignment and you delight in it, there is nothing that you want that God will not be obligated to give you. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. He's only, he owes no man. Yeah. He is such a yeah. faithful God. And he, he I, I just love Paul. Even in prison, yeah. he said he was delighted yeah. to do this assignment. He was Even, not depressed. It, because both of them start with D. <laughs> My <laughs> depressed assignment. He was not depressed about it. Mm. He was delighted yeah. to even do it while, you know, in prison, you don't yeah. call the shots. Yeah. You don't, they, you eat when they tell you to eat. Yeah. You sleep when they tell you, if you may put your head on the pillow. I've never been in prison, but I've seen it. Mm. You may put your head on the pillow and they will say, come on, get up, get up, get up, get up. Let's go do this. Let's mm. go do that. Your life, his life was not his own, yeah. but he said he was it was a delightful assignment yeah. to preach the gospel. Like you said, looking for open doors. Every, now, there is a Bible record that says uh, all the soldiers in Caesar's army, he got them all converted. Because they chained them, and I think they do four hours or six hours shift. So, for about four to six hours, he has audience to preach to. Mm. Every day. Took opportunity. So, he just wasn't moody. He was just like Joseph. He was not sad. I have four soldiers with me 24-7. I have audience to preach to. Mm. So, he was talking to them. Got all of them converted. People in Caesar's family. And I think again, what he he what really was pushing him was because he knew his purpose. And he delightful, he was delightful in doing it. Mm -hmm. He didn't look at the, the the constraints. Yes, yes. He refused to allow what Satan is doing to be his focus. Mm -hmm. The perspective. Yeah. Mm. You too must look beyond what the irritation. Satan will bring irritation your way. Things will he just want to irritate you to just abandon. But no, don't do that. Find out, discover. Now, purposes are to be discovered. Mm. You don't create your own purpose. Mm -mm. You didn't create yourself. Mm -hmm. The one that made you already made you for a purpose. Mm -hmm. He said, I know the, the, my reason for creating you. Mm -hmm. So discover your purpose mm -hmm. and surrender. Give your life, give it everything it takes. 
to get it done. And do it with joy. Do it with joy. Amen. Do it with joy. Without complaint. Yeah. Without the Bible complaining. said about Jesus, it said, who for the joy that was, that was set he despised the shame. Mm -hmm. And we can see Paul doing yes, the same sir. thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It depends on what you are looking at. Do it joyfully, not be happy, not be, be glad, complaining because about it's a privilege. It. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That God will use me as a pastor is a privilege. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am not the purest of all Christians. Mm -hmm. I don't. There are people that did studies Greek and Hebrew. There are those that have PhD. Mm -hmm. God did not call them and can speak very big English. Big English. Mm. Now you need dictionary to decode. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So it's a privilege, so and every, I am glad to do it. Every assignment that God gives to us, mm. we must hold on to it yes. really. We must do it delightfully. We must do it with joy. Mm. So that, you know, not even because of the reward that is there, but so that we can fulfill our purpose. And the master, when we are going to meet him. Amen. I want to stand before him and say, I did all, like Paul. Amen. I have finished what you asked me to do. May that be our story in the name of Jesus. Amen. That the day we stand before the master, he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy. Because there is another level of glory when we leave this earth. It doesn't end there. Pastor, mm -hmm. uh, recap for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I hope you have been blessed tonight. Tonight we, you know, we were able to recap a little bit and moved forward, yeah. forward a little bit. Um, we spoke about, you know, from talking about uh, leaders to servants, you know, be careful how you treat other people. Mm -hmm. And even servants, I mean, we, in chapter 3, we mm -hmm. talked about how servants will relate to, to their, you know, to their superiors. Mm -hmm. But here, talking about how superiors will relate, mm -hmm. we, we have it in mind that we answer to God. Yeah. Every one of us, including the servant and the leader and everyone, we all answer to our Lord and our Master, who is watching us. And also, let us begin a habit of interceding for other people. In the place of intercession, God answers our own prayers too. So let's be develop the habit of praying for others, and God will help us. Paul here was talking about, you know, that we should pray for him. Let us have the habit of praying for our leaders. Mm. In this church, we do it. Yes. Every time we yes. come together, yes. we pray for our leaders, we pray for people in authority. Mm. Let's join into doing that, praying for leaders. The Bible says that when we pray for them, that then we will live a peaceable yes. life. So yes. it is important to pray for our leaders so that they will lead us aright. Yeah. Glory be to Hallelujah. God. And also, we must take our assignments, the assignment that God has given unto us, our purposes, make sure that we are in our purpose, we understand what our assignments, our destinies, our purposes are, and then be delighted in our purposes. Amen. I pray that God will help Amen. us. He will, you know, he, will, he will lead us and guide us Amen. to all the Amen. places that we need to get to. Amen. 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 If you have enjoyed you know, tonight, join us again next week. Like I said in the beginning, this is a weekly thing. From now on, we are going to be enjoying the presence of God and be you know, talking from the word of God. From now on, join us again next week at the same time your own time. Amen. God bless you. And Amen. Pastor Yebi is going to help us. Tonight, today. we send Psalm 107, verse 20 your way. The Bible said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them. 
May the same word that we send, the word of Christ, the revelation of this word, will heal you Amen. and deliver you Amen. from whatever you are going through. Amen. And take delight in serving Jesus. Amen. Your story is about to change. Amen. Heaven will announce your arrival. In that name so shall Jesus. it be in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Glory to God.